need a bigger boat. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? Life, uh, finds a way. Welcome to Spielberg Chronologically. This is the podcast for myself and Eric. Hey, how's it going? There, he's over there. I'm uh, we go through all of Steven Spielberg's movies and we do it in chronological order. Uh, we're not alone this week, my friends. We have our first ever guest on the Spielberg side of things. Uh, also from the Gaming Nexus and his Twitch channel, Games and More. Be mm. sure to check out the links in the description. Uh, we have Joseph. Mm. I love that intro. I appreciate that. Oh, intro. thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you for having me here uh i'm gonna go ahead and start off the podcast controversially by saying that this is the greatest indiana jones movie of all time <laughs> okay <laughs> sorry <laughs> so i have well, i'm gonna start off controversially how about that um i have a friend whose name is jason we did a podcast together um i'll just say this uh, and hope it's not offensive. Black <laughs> man go, like you're yourself. Gonna, you're going to go there. You're, gonna you're go, going go there, there right all the way there. Right? Go all the way. Yes. Black man like yes, yourself. Sir. Yes, sir. And uh, his favorite Indiana Jones movie mm-hmm. is Temple of Doom. Okay. Right? right. And you would you would say the same? Your favorite Indiana Jones is Temple, Temple of, of Doom. Doom. That's right. That's right. Okay. And then myself and Eric, our favorite is Last Crusade. Right. Last Crusade. Right. Yeah. So my friend Jason goes around and he asks a lot of his family and friends their favorite all the way down the line every black person says temple of doom and all the white people <laughs> say last crusade 100 percent of the time <laughs> i don't i it, we just stumbled upon it somehow and uh, i just thought it was interesting that is interesting Feel free to test it in your own time. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I, I think I will test that. I, I will definitely. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it up. I'm gonna put it up. Yeah, yeah, I do. You know, what's <laughs> I, interesting. Like, I don't think it has to be like a hundred percent to prove the theorem. I think you know, like if eighty percent, you know, the only outliers were those that said Raiders was their favorite. And yeah, yeah. that's and that happened on on both sides. Yeah, white and black. We have one or two that were like, oh, it's Raiders. But no, and like the other side of that is the least favorite was the opposite, right? And not counting Crystal Skull, right? Well, which right. is everyone's but least nobody, favorite. But nobody, nobody, no, yeah, yeah. That's and it's I, out of the discussion. I will say that I tried to like Crystal Skull. Like, I, I really did. I gave it the old college try. And then I watched it again. I was like, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm looking forward to when we get around to it in the podcast because I. I am going to give it a fair shot. Like I've been giving every single one of these movies a fair shot, uh, and and so I'm gonna. I'm gonna like take my disdain for it out of the equation and just try to enjoy it. On you know, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see how so it goes. We'll go, so we'll go there. We we watched Temple of Doom from uh, 1984. Of course, starring Harrison Ford, as well as Kate Capshaw, Ki Hu Kwan. I'm sure I butchered that. that was and good. I apologize. It's fine. <laughs> um, He's in a new movie and everything and, uh, too. So, 
yeah, and uh, a brief cameo from Dan Aykroyd, who might hold the record right now as for most appearances on the pod. I surprisingly I enough had never noticed that Dan Aykroyd showed up in this movie until last night. It's the first time I ever caught it, and uh, a little jaw dropping because I've seen this movie well probably less than the other indie movies, but. I was really surprised when he popped up. Okay. Do you did you not see I him? I did Joe? not see him. So enlighten me. Where? When <laughs> after after they get away and short round is driving the car and they hit the rickshaw yep. and all that, they end up at the airfield and there's this dude who's like, Yeah, we secured you three seats on the plane, but ba da 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 and right this way, Mr. Jones, and da 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 that's Dan Aykroyd. Shut the and uh, he's kind of doing a thing with his voice, so it doesn't even necessarily sound Aykroyd-y, you know? But, yeah, it's definitely him. Wow. Right? Trivia. I like it. I like Trivia. it. Trivia. Yeah. So, um, Joe, why is this your favorite? Tell oh, us your no. history. Let's look, go ahead and... That's oh, better. Give, oh, us your, yeah. give us your so history with Temple history. Okay, yeah, yeah. so, um, it, it, and this could be why, right? Uh, Temple of Doom was shown on TV more than any other Indiana Jones movie, right? It was shown on TV. Every time you turn on the TV, Temple of Doom was on, right? It was on. And it was always after that opening scene where he gets on the plane and it's the enemy's plane and they jump off the plane. It was always after they get into India. It was always, and it was always from that part that I watched Temple of Doom. And I watched Temple of Doom all the way through from that part only up until probably like five, six years ago when I saw the fir- that opening scene for the first time. And I was like, oh, my God, like this, ho- this whole opening scene by itself, <laughs> why had I never seen it? And it made me fall in love with it more. Um, so my history is the fact that I, I, you know, I saw Raiders of the Lost Ark probably twice. I saw The Last Crusade once. I saw King the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull twice. And... I've seen Temple of Doom too many times to count. Too many times to count. So, um, also, this is like an HBO situation, right? This isn't a VHS tape where you just had like chopped off the beginning no, of the movie. This is just you, no. you used to just come into it, and that's just where it would be. That's what you just where keep it watching be. it. Yep, okay. and I would just keep watching it and keep watching it and keep watching it. And and um, as as an adult. Um, shooting pool with my friend this is this is dumb uh shooting pool with my friends uh at the eight ball we would all chant molaram sealaram molaram sealaram <laughs> and we would just do it and um we would also use the um the prepared to meet kali in hell we would use that line all the time so it, it, it you know as a kid always on tv as an adult we would just use lines from the movie all the time that's awesome all the time <laughs> how about you jeff what's what do you got as far uh, as your history much, this one goes? Uh, it's actually kind of similar to joseph but in a different way whereas he had seen uh this movie too many times to count i've seen last crusade too many times to count sure i watched raiders a few times and doom once and crystal skull once because i always felt like Doom was in living in the world where there's only three of them. I always felt like Doom was the worst one. Um, that has changed. Ooh. Um, full spoilers. I think this is better than Raiders. Yes. I, I mean, 
I enjoyed it way more than Raiders. Like, I was almost a little bored at Raiders. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I feel like this Indiana Jones is better. I feel like he's the hero. And in Raiders, he's a horrible person. <laughs> and and this, he's, like, saving children. He even at the end of the movie is like, oh, why put that in a museum just to collect dust? He gives it back to the people it belongs to. And I'm like, oh, this this is the hero, not the pedophile from the last one. <laughs> and just, I, I, I thought this was just a better movie. So many iconic scenes. Yeah, Willie's annoying as all get out. But other than that, Short Round's amazing. Short Round's amazing. And I'm just like, and you know, I've, a lot of people talking about Short Round taking over the franchise. I'm like, that's a great idea because he's already doing like Indiana Jones things in this movie. And I didn't realize how much he contributes to the film until this viewing. Yeah. What about Eric? Okay, so, you know, I'm I'm going to be the outlier here. I'm not going to hate on Temple of Doom. Like that's not what I'm here for because uh I did I did enjoy it when I watched it last night with the family. Um I I will say uh, well, going back to my history, and this is a thing <laughs> I've just been repeating through this podcast. You read the novel. I read the novel. <laughs> I had the book that I got down at the pharmacy down the street. I read the novel. I didn't see it in the theater, um, which is weird because I was a huge Raiders fan. But for whatever reason, you know, I was a kid. It was hard to get to the theater, you know. Um, and so I didn't see it until it came out on VHS. We didn't have cable. So, like, I had to make an effort to rent it to see it. Um at the time, uh, it I, you know, Raiders was my indie, you know, and, and for whatever reason, I didn't lock in on this one the way I did the other two. When Last Crusade came out, I was like 14 or 15, and so then I was able to go to the theater on my own, you know, and, and so I went to the theater and saw that like three times in the theater and then bought the VHS tape myself because it was only like 15 bucks and watched it again and again. And so I had both of the other two on VHS. I didn't have Temple of Doom. So although I did read the book a whole bunch, uh, this is probably the indie that I'm least familiar with, you know, like this is the one that that actually did have some surprises for me, like Dan Aykroyd, you know, um, I, I don't I don't have it memorized. I will say upon watching it last night that this movie is batshit insane. Like it is absolutely bonkers. I I was. You know, you always hear this thing about how Temple of Doom has this reputation as being like the darkest of the Indiana Jones movies and so on and so forth. Until I watched it on a big screen in high definition, I didn't realize like how dark some of the imagery in this movie really is. There's a point where Indy's talking to Short Round and they're in the temple and there's like a low angle and you can see the windows up behind indie and there's like human skins like strung up in the window like blowing in the wind and like like just skulls and blood and fingers and like heads and ripping hearts out that damn thing that they like pour the blood out of that gross head and the The monkey heads the 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 dead dudes the the dead dudes in the wall you know the two like dead guys that are in the wall that they find like it's a lot like it is really really dark and on a certain level i appreciate that because i love that you know like i'm i'm a horror guy i'm 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 down for it yeah on another level it didn't feel like indiana jones to me you know like i i 
I almost feel like I would enjoy this movie more if it wasn't part of the Indiana Jones franchise. Um, what would- I think it's a, a banger ass action movie. I, I really enjoy the other characters, but just tonally, it one of these things is not like the others, you know. Sure. And 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 that's that's kind of just where I'm at with this. So I, I really appreciate it and enjoy it in a lot of ways, uh, but it's reserved out of the trilogy. I still this is number three for me. But you prefer your indie with underage girls. <laughs> It's not about it's not about the pedophilia in Raiders. Jeff. That's not the piece of Raiders that makes me put it up a little Damn, higher. Jeff. You prefer your indie with whipping children. You know, like we could both play this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, he wasn't, yeah. Like, hey, he wasn't hey, in I'm his gonna right take, mind, though. I'm going to take Listen, 300 kids, right put mind. them in a cave, right, and then hit them with whips. After he wakes up, he apologizes the short round. That's right. When he goes to see what's-her-face in the bar, I did what I did. You don't have to like it. That's your Indiana That's Jones. That's your Indiana My Jones. My Indiana Jones returns the artifacts where they belong. My Indiana Jones gets out by taking the left tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> the left tunnel. Damn it. They missed the left tunnel. They completely. missed the left tunnel. They sure did. Nobody went down the left tunnel. Uh, right on. So, like, where are you at with how this fits into the overall trilogy? Either of you. Like... Like I know, like Joe says, is his favorite. Jeff, you like it more than Raiders. Um, tonally, though, do you feel like it fits in with the trilogy, or do you feel like this is a thing apart? I, I, I honestly, I, I will, t- I will agree with you on that. That it, it, it does feel like a thing apart because I feel like the Last Crusade is like you know, it's it's the dynamic between Sean Connery and and Harrison Ford, right? It's that that whole thing. And then Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was trying to introduce a new protagonist whatever and again i i i I just can't i just can't get behind like i I agree with raiders like raiders was just like you know it was just it was as regular as indiana jones like this this was to me typical of doom to me it 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 is the outlier it is the outlier we've been using that word a lot but it it, i feel like it should have set the tone i would have watched i would have been more into last crusade and kingdom's call if it was as dark as Temple of Doom. Hands down. Interesting. Yeah. I think the stakes are raised. I think that it's still tonally, like everyone agrees, it's the darkest one. But I still think it works because in the end of the first movie, people's faces are melting off. That's right. And at the end of the second movie, a guy drinks from the wrong cup and he ages to death. So... I think that this is just more taking those dark moments and just spreading it across the entire slice of toast. And I I think that it works. The stakes feel raised to me. Um, There are problems. The whole Indiana Jones possession part kind of threw me off. And I think that's why for the longest time I didn't like the movie is because there's this segment where he's not the hero. Um, And, but putting a handful of problems aside, I think that the adventure is there. Uh, and, I, and I think that the set pieces are bigger and better. I think you get the carts going down the, the bloody tracks. you got the bridge. Um, you've got the room where it closes from the top and the spikes are coming down. It just felt more Indiana Jones to me than Raiders does in the sense that that adventure was there. 
uh, going through the catacombs and all of that stuff. I prefer that. I liked also that he saves all the kids at the end. I'm a sucker for that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's interesting because you know, like I I felt like in Raiders he seemed like more of an archaeologist. Like in this, he could have been just adventure dude, any adventure <laughs> dude, you know, and, and gone in there and done the thing. So I feel like it kind of lost a little bit of that, you know, like there are points where he kind of knows what's going on because he's familiar with the rocks and so on and so forth. But, uh, you know, there was, there was no like going and seeking a hidden treasure that's been buried away or any of that. That seemed to come like before the movie opens when he was going for yeah. the guy's ashes. And then beyond that, you know, a lot of what he's doing is reactive, you know, like he's going to recover something, but it's not like it's buried in a tomb. Like these thuggy dudes already have it, you know? Yeah. And so I felt like kind of the archeology span aspect of it was a little lost in this, you know, I'll keep that in mind going forward to see how much archeology span he pulls out. <laughs> Last Crusade. I haven't seen it. In yeah, a while. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll have to check through that because I I don't I don't know. Uh, uh, there was a lot of archaeology in Crystal Skull, and they fucking hated that move. Can I? They fucking hated that. They hated all aspects of that. They when they got to that last temple with the, the I'm gonna spoil it for everybody. You remember this way yeah. better than when I do. When they get to I that last temple of, of, the, of the aliens and shit, there's all kinds of. He's like, oh, knowledge and by God, archaeology. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> you know like turn this off i don't want to see it again and then i saw it again and i was like turn it off again i don't want to see it <laughs> it's bad so oh, i don't know man. if we like archaeologist indiana jones we, we yeah like i don't know we like adventure it's like watching jurassic park and it was like grant didn't <laughs> dig up enough bones <laughs> i just i can't i you know i'm, I'm not, not there for that it, it i want the dinosaurs it wasn't it wasn't me bitching about the lack of archaeology. I, it it was just pointing like, out a bit of a like, difference. Like you bitching about the lack of archaeology. Where's the rocks, <laughs> you motherfuckers? So, okay. Regarding the darkness, you know, like, like everybody involved with this movie has come out since the release of the movie and kind of apologized for it. Yeah. Right? Spielberg and Lucas both have said because that- Because of the darkness? Yeah. They both said that they were in this like dark period of their lives. Lucas had just gone through a divorce. Spielberg had just gone through a divorce. They were in a mood. Lawrence Kasdan, who wrote the first one and wrote Empire Strikes Back, just bailed completely. Like like he didn't want any part of it because he thought the storyline was too dark and mean spirited and was just like, no, nah, I'm not going to be involved with this. Um Harrison Ford initially defended the movie when it came out, but when he saw everybody else, you know, saying like, oh, this was too dark, he eventually was like, yeah, no, that's, yeah, I was, you know, promoting the movie and everything, but <laughs> right. it was too dark. You know, this is the movie that that eventually went on to prompt the the establishment of PG-13, you know, this and Gremlins, because parents lost their minds when they took their kids to see the new indie adventure and, and dude was uh, bursting into flames and all that. So ripping hearts out. And yeah, I think it's the ripping the heart out to me. That's the, the part. Uh, although the monkey brains, uh, that whole dinner sequence is pretty great. Um, <laughs> so can so we good. can we get into the dinner sequence yes. a little bit? Yes, please. Because I've been having this conversation with my wife. And when I was a kid seeing this movie, 
I took the dinner sequence to be like they're eating this crazy stuff and serving it because they are thuggy, you know, like they they are, you know, this it's part of the overall darkness of the vibe of the palace, right? right? There are bats outside. There's bad stuff going on. The people are starving. The crops have failed. Everything's bad. And so they're eating this crazy stuff because they are possessed by the dark soul of Kali or whatever the hell. My wife was like, nah, I just think that they're racist as hell. And when they made this movie, <laughs> and they just like, basically were doing this to say, these people are different than us. Look at this gross stuff that we eat, that they eat. And I kind of thought about it and I was like, yeah, like, because like the British guy who's there isn't at all surprised by this gross food that they're pulling out. He's sure. just like, oh, it's the monkey brain. Oh, look, they're cutting open but the snake. But he did try to get that eel off of his plate. I'm just going to continue my conversation. Did you notice the eels had like chipmunk voices? <laughs> He's batting it away. Yeah. <laughs> so when they went to film this movie, the Indian government asked to see the script before they gave them permission to film it and they gave him the script and the indian government was like hell no you can't film this here and furthermore we're gonna ban it you can't even show it here so they had to move everything to sri lanka to do the the exterior shots so like on a scale of one to ten how racist do you think this movie is regarding indian culture oh man as a as a white guy who's not Indian, I didn't pick up on any yeah, of that. that. Now that's a better question for someone whose culture this may be offending, uh, and I reserve the right to be completely wrong about that. Yeah, I yeah I can't I can't make I can't make that call. I will say I. You guys felt... are copping out. You are no, copping out, no. Jeff. During the Raiders podcast, we were totally like, "This is racist as hell." Because it was. <laughs> what part was that? It was. <laughs> all the brown face. <laughs> all the that. brown face we can establish <laughs> universally. You didn't even need me is... on the podcast for that one. You, you <laughs> right? Call that one automatically. Usually. We know that. I don't know. Yes. Okay. I don't know that their intentions were to make fun. But rather to take, uh, okay, fine, it's racist. I don't know. Okay. I mean, like, what's going on <laughs> in that food scene? Like, really, what is because going it's on kind in that of, food scene? There's a, I, I think, yes, you can say other cultures eat weird things. But I don't think these cultures actually eat what they're doing. Like, a lot of cultures do eat bugs, and they are gross to That's people. Right. And it's kind of fun to watch the fish-out-of-water white person go, oh, you know, no, and it, in a lot of ways, it's making fun of Willie in that That's scene. right. Um, Willie is your father. Where, she's she's the she's she's the flopping around like she's she's your for for some reason she's your comedic element of the movie, right? I mean, she's getting right. smacked in the back of the head with the elephant. She's <laughs> throwing the snakes and picking up the vampire bat. And they're like Willie, and she's screaming, and she's she's supposed to be a singer, and she sings that one opening number, and that was it. Uh, that was it. Thank thankfully, yeah, no doubt. Um, but I think it's played just to be gross and not, I don't think it's a necessarily, and maybe short-sighted as this is a movie made by all white guys. Right. It may totally, it may just been a short-sighted thing. I don't think they intentionally put this in there to make fun of a culture, but rather to just gross out the moviegoer, um, and just have this, Ooh, this is other world. This is weird. And 
you know, and it's only the people in this rich palace who are like that. But if you go down to the small uh, Indian tri uh, tribe out there, and I apologize if I'm using the wrong term, they are, I don't know, it felt more like India was more respectful of their culture. Yeah. He's like, when she's like, I'm not eating this, he's like, this is more food than they've gotten. Oh, so here you eat. No, you're insulting. And I just felt like in the, in the, the poorer section of... Uh, these natives, I felt like that was a little more respectful. Now, see, uh, I will. I want to side note too. Um, during that scene, a fly fly lands on that piece of whatever that Willie's about to eat. Yeah, and then yeah, she flips that. it off and she eats it anyway. So I want to give. <laughs> I want to give the. the I want to give Willie props. <laughs> <laughs> I know we've been dogging Willie. I want to give Willie props for for just doing that because there were no cuts. She the fly landed on it. She shooed it off and then she ate it. And that yeah, I, I want to be clear about my acting. Willie my Willie criticism because it is deep and it is strong. It's about Willie. It's not about Kate Capshaw. No, you know it's not about the performer or the performance. It's about that character, right? You know, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I honestly don't recall seeing her in anything else. Like I know she had a run of movies in the eighties that she was in. She was in black rain with Michael Douglas. Uh, she was in a couple other things. Uh, and then she kind of retired in the early two thousands because she's Steven Spielberg's wife and doesn't have to do anything. I'm sh okay. That might be reductive. <laughs> she, she moved Are her life in a different direction. I don't know. I kind of, I kind of thought so. I don't know. Um, so, but, Back onto the you you didn't give us your opinion. So you think this movie and these the food scene is uh, racist? You or, know, I, I, I mean, or do you I, think it's more deliberately so? I no, I don't. I don't necessarily okay. know if it's deliberately so. I think it's more thoughtlessly so. Yeah. Like I so take like, I take most of this movie as these two guys kind of in a bad mood, kind of having like dark laughs about how they're one-upping each other with their off-the-wall crazy-ass ideas. Well, let's make the thing a skull when he pours the blood in. <laughs> you know, like, like I've I've been in places in my life where I've gone back and forth with somebody and we've been one-upping each other and getting darker and darker and darker. And, and so I kind of understand that dynamic. Um, you know, and, and I have made some pretty heinous art which was racist as hell <laughs> joe knows exactly what i'm talking about he knows exactly what i'm talking about yep <laughs> and uh i recorded it you know <laughs> i recorded it and produced it and we put it out there so there's that yeah so uh oh God. in 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 a very similar way to this in in like a this is like a throwback to old timey 1930s, you know, adventure movie. Like it's almost the exact same dynamic. So I bet, you know, I've been there, you know, um, that was 25 years ago. You know, I don't think that I would do the same thing now. And so, you know, I'm willing to give these guys a little bit of the benefit of the doubt on this because, you know, you go through changes in your life, your, your priorities change, your ethics change, you know, things of that nature. Um, but just taken as a work on its own, do I think that this would offend people? Depends on the people, but yeah, maybe, you know. Well, yeah, like, certainly. 
but and I think like you said though the Indian government saying no thanks uh, that should be a red flag sure you know I don't yeah no um and I think and and doing something wrong out of ignorance doesn't excuse it um so there is that as well but I don't think it was done with any malicious intent and I really think it was just played to be as gross as possible yeah, yeah. um and not for and to serve any other purpose than to say to gross out the audience i kind of feel like that whole scene is only in the movie because that's where all the exposition takes place and they were doing something to keep the audience while they were doing and all I the exposition like if you, if you have just two people there talking about the history of the thuggy and all of that which is what's going on in that and scene. i don't remember any of that to be honest no. like i tuned out to what they were saying because i was so busy like what's coming up now. that's exactly <laughs> i was i was busy what you know because they as as they were talking they were cutting back and forth between the food and them and then more of the gross food and them and i was just like ew monkey brains what are they even talking about <laughs> chilled monkey brains chilled monkey brains right so then uh yeah. yeah and then it moved the story along so i was just like i don't even remember i still don't, I, I watched it uh today this morning and i still don't remember it right on all right, cool. Yeah, I have no idea what happened. And <laughs> um, so I do like, starting at the beginning, I do like the opening uh, sequence I, in, oh, in, in this fancy place oh, with, uh, I like the, uh, the visuals of the music going, you know, them performing and just thought it was a great opening to the movie to just dive you right in. Uh, and then Indy showing up and, you know, having his his guys there and being introduced to Willie, who's awful, as we said. <laughs> but I like the opening titles. You, I see Joe is reacting. I love it. I don't know. Okay, I know. I love it. I love it. I I love the uh, Club Obi Wan. Love that reference. Loved it. Loved it. Club Obi Wan. Um, and and then the uh, the the whole opening number, like, and the only reason I I love it is because I can only imagine. If there were any reshoots, because it would have been impossible. You would have to. I mean, it would have been impossible in 1984 to like when the balloons come down and and somebody messes up a line or messes up something. You got to reset all that shit. <laughs> oh yeah, like it's like that OK Go video when they're on the airplane. Have you seen? Oh, have you seen the OK Go yeah, video when they're yeah. on the airplane and at the end they're like popping balloons full of paint. And all that, and it's like if you screwed that up, it's days it's to days. reset that, you know. Yeah. Um. So so yeah, I I uh I also really enjoyed the sequence. And and uh, Jeff, if you recall back when we were talking about 1941, cool. I said that I felt like a lot of the things in that movie were prep for this movie. This is one of the scenes that I was talking about. Like, I yeah. felt like a lot of what happened in that dance hall sequence in 1941 kind of informed what's going on in in this sequence just so much better. You know, like, like the lessons learned from 1941 were applied here, and it's, like, just a zillion times better, a zillion times tighter. Like, in this sequence... You always know what's going on. You know where the diamond is. You know where the antidote is. You know, the gag when the ice falls on the diamond is fantastic. fantastic. You know, like every everything that does that happens to just escalate and escalate and escalate the situation works in this case. You're omitting the flaming meat spear. 
The oh my god! It's great. Yeah. Oh my god! Like it. It just is. Is is. It's the. It's the. It brings you in. Right. That opening scene. You're like, okay, I'm in. I'm on board. I'm in. Well, then it doesn't stop. Like, no. like it's it's and again, like 1941. It's one damn thing after another. You know, it's just boom, 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 boom. So, you know, and hey, here we are. We got the flaming meat spear and then the balloons. And then he's coming out and there's that gong rolling on the ground. We're jumping down. We're falling on the canopies. We're in the car. Now it's a car chase. Short rounds driving the car. Who's this kid? You know, it like it just goes and goes and goes. And that's that's how the whole movie is set up. Like when they jump out of the airplane and now we're in a boat and we're falling out of the airplane. Okay, now we're sliding down. Oh, damn. We fell off a cliff. Now we're falling again. Now it's white water. You know, like it, the, whole, the whole movie is just like, like just escalating from one situation into another. It's so much more precisely and like balletically, if that's a word, like than it. was done in 1941. You know, like the escalation like, in this movie. I, I works. love the thing that reminded me the most of the first movie is when he gets on the plane and he's like. Not uh, you know, nice try, Lao Che, and then he closes the door, and it's Lai Che, you know, flights or whatever, and it's just a great moment that because in the first movie, he never wins, right? He's always outsmarted, and I just thought that was great. Um, I loved the sequence on the plane where they get out, and they're like deuces, <laughs> they jump out and just leave the plane to crash. I thought the boat, the first uh visual of the boat coming out of the plane and then landing on the ground was so well like, done how, yeah, and again it looked flawless oh my god and then they cut to other things where you can really see that green screen yeah. but that segment i thought was it looked like they had maybe a prop or something they let drop out of the plane it fell straight down they filmed it it hit the ground it looked perfect can you imagine how many times like like, i think i think they got lucky with it and it just worked but you would have had to go into that thinking we're gonna have to do this like 30 times like put these dummies in this raft you know uh there are a couple shots like that where like like you said there are some pretty apparent special effects in this movie you know the mine sequence there's there's some points where it's like oh those are just dolls flopping around inside (laughs) that minecart uh, but there are a few moments where it's like, oh, man. And I think primarily the, the biggest one for me was when he cuts the bridge and all those dudes go falling off the bridge and it just looks real. Um, and so I read about how they did it and they actually had a bunch of animatronic dudes like robots that were made to like wave their arms and legs. Awesome. They did it in one <laughs> shot and the dudes were made so they had like... You know how when you buy a toy and you pull the tab out of it and it activates the battery? Yeah. They had those. And so the the tab was attached to the bridge. So when they cut the bridge, the dudes, the tabs pulled and the dudes start waving their arms and oh, then they all so fall cool. down. So it was like a real bridge with these like robot dummies that they used to, to film it. Like nobody was in danger. And, and just... <laughs> spectacular like such a good shot so 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 cool the bridge itself was real uh there was like an engineering corps nearby that built it for him and uh yeah just really really great man the cartoon alligators down below maybe not so much no but (laughs) (laughs) much like i mentioned with the snakes i'm hearing rattles but seeing no rattlesnakes in the first movie knowing that um you know alligators they don't really feed like that they tend to 
they're pretty docile creatures and they really only eat what they can eat one bite. If it were crocs, it would make perfect sense. But, you know, uh, that's you know, here and look, there. Alligators and crocodiles, I ain't <laughs> fucking with either one of them because of Temple of Doom. I saw them eat Molaram. I was like, uh-oh, well, stay away from them. That was it. Fair enough. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going out picking well, I'm just asking, no. is that is that the goal here? Are you, are you going to see? No, it? I just say you know, just, <laughs> My crocodile hunter nerd is like, yeah, the, but anyway. Yeah. And plus, are, are alligators native in Sri Lanka? I don't know. That that yeah. I honestly yeah. don't know. No clue. Absolutely no clue. I ain't going to Sri Lanka. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm not going. There's that, yeah. too. Um, so, uh this uh where do we go from here how did oh that's right so they crash and they hit they get into the the little village and it's everything is dead right all the grass is dead and they've got no food and their kids are missing and they tell indy what's going on and indy's like i gotta help him i gotta help him you know does he though yeah Yeah. yes because you know because you know why because they're not going to tell him how to get to where he needs to go <laughs> okay. unless unless he helps them. So and there's, he goes, and there's and there's fortune and glory being thrown around a little bit. He sure. talks about fortune and glory. And I don't know if that's just him putting on a front for Willie and giving her an excuse to go along with him, which again, like why would you want? I'd just be like you stay yeah. you stay here. Right. Uh he's horny is why. Yeah, and I uh, don't understand that either i did nothing against kate capshaw again it's the character but like i think annoyance outweighs the horniness <laughs> this situation like too too irritating to smash does it? so uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he enough. does so he, ta- he talks about fortune and glory in in the entire time like i do think over the course of the movie you know, he becomes more and more motivated by by saving the kids and so on and so forth. But I I think that in certain moments he's making that decision. Like like I don't think he goes into this necessarily thinking I'm going to bring this rock back to these yeah, people. Yeah, that's true. You know, like I think he might be going into it thinking I'm going to show up at Brody's house with this rock, and he's going to be so excited that I brought this rock home. And then as the movie goes on, he he might kind of shift a little bit. But I don't know if he goes into it with the best of intentions right out of the gate. No, as he doesn't. As soon as he sees the child labor, though, he's like, I have to do something well, about this. It's, that doesn't... When he gets out of the possession, right? When he gets out of the possession, uh, short round mm-hmm. goes, we got to get out of here. And he goes, right, all of us. And I was like, right. let's let's fucking go. Like, yeah, you know There what was I mean? no moment where he looks at the rocks and then looks at the kids it looks at the rocks and then look, you know, he's just like, we got to get the kids out of here. There is a very, when he sees the child labor and the abuse, he immediately sympathizes. And, you know, when he gets the opportunity to do so, he helps get them free. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's true. And I do think that your observation earlier on that Indiana Jones is a more heroic indie in this film is true. He's also a more effective indie. Um, Arguably, though, he would not have succeeded in any of these efforts without Short Round. Oh, like, absolutely! Oh, yeah, without no. Short Round, he'd be down there sacrificing people right now. Like, still, yes, <laughs> yep, yep, one hundred percent. Yeah, Short Round is the hero of the film, 
Uh, <laughs> I like the sequence where they're playing cards and the she's running around and all the oh animals are there and she's freaking out. She's annoying, but I just love the camaraderie between Short Round and Indy. It's so good. And you find out that he just caught him picking his pocket and they become best friends according to Short Round, you know, and... And again, that's another part where you could say, ask someone of Asian, you know, background is, is short round offensive. I don't know, but I like the character a lot and I like his relationship with Indy a lot. Yeah, he's he's definitely a hero in the movie. It, it's interesting because the, the franchise never goes on to really explain what happens with a short round. And a lot of people take issue with that. But Indy's got these like friends all over the place. Like yeah. he's got Salah in Egypt. He's got this dude who was the waiter. We get no explanation for that guy. He's, he's just, dead now. He's just an old friend, <laughs> you know? Uh, so he seems to have like these points of contact in a lot of different places and in, in cultures and so on. So for short round to kind of, be here and then not be there anymore. I don't think is terribly unusual. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully Indy found a him a good home more for Indy than anyone else. It would have been nice like, if he could have popped up again somewhere yeah. down the line. Yeah. As, as such a beloved character. I would know? watch a spinoff movie with short round. They, they should do, they should one. do one. And instead of the iconic Indiana Jones hat, he's got a Yankees cap yep. on. He's, in his thirties or whatever, and he's adventuring and, and archaeology. Uh, he's, Eric, Eric, Art. Yeah, yeah, he could do that too, but he's brave. Uh, you know, he 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 does even when he should be scared. He's not. You know, like right when the bridge is. Hold on, lady, we're going for a ride. You know, he's just on board with what Indy's going to do. We're going to make it work. You know. Um, I love how yeah. Jeff tried to save his podcast by not doing the actual line, not the broken English line. Kudos. Yeah, I'm not trying <laughs> <Yeah>. to cancel. <laughs> He's like, hold on, lady. We are going for a ride. And I'm like, yes, sir. That's great. Good shit. Good shit. Appreciate it. So I do want to talk about Willie a little bit. Like, we got to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. got to address well, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Willie, the Willie in the room. Like, <laughs> why, why is Willie there, first of all? Uh, like, why does she get on the plane? Why doesn't she just be like, peace, y'all? Yeah, I gave you the antidote. You got to go. Like, it's not like, obviously, her situation with the gangster guy is over because the gangster guy's like, go ahead and kill her. I can just get another one. So, like, that's not something that she wants to necessarily go back to. But she doesn't have to leave Shanghai. She doesn't have to get on the plane with the chickens and the goats. Like, why? Why is she there? Why do they bring her? Why do they keep bringing her? Why don't they just leave her at the village? Like, all she does is scream the entire movie. Like, she just screams and screams and screams the entire movie. She does save them from the spikes. She does. Kinda. She does. Which, which, what do you mean, kinda? They're dead if she's not if there. If she's not there. Yeah, okay. okay. I'll give her that. She does save them from the spikes. But... Beyond that, does she, and, and they have to like harangue her into it. You know, they're screaming at her yeah. the entire time. We are going to die. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Other than that, she's just in tow the entire movie. You know, like they're just dragging her around from place to place. You know, I, she's very cliche, sort of fish out of water. Yeah. Um, the elephant stinks. I'm going to put cologne on the elephant. Yeah. You know, so yeah. The character is one dimensional and it's not a very good dimension. Um, 
So I'm with you. See, on that. I don't. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I, <laughs> I. As we are addressing the Willie in the room, I don't know. I feel like without Willie, there's not enough comedic element between Short Round and Indiana Jones to keep this movie. Like the movie's great. The movie is great. But if they're not yelling at Willie, or Willie's not yelling back, or Willie's not running around and being the fish out of water, what do you what do you have? Do you still have the temple? Of the, I I feel like Willie's. In, I don't know why she come came along. Like I I feel like she's not gonna stay in the village. She didn't want to eat the food. She didn't want to stay in the village. But I feel like she should have never jumped on the plane. I agree with Eric. But yes, <laughs> she's not going back to that dude after he ran off. After she ran off with Indiana Jones to begin with. So where does her life... If she stays in Shanghai, what happens to Willie? Uh, I, I feel like, where is this movie without Willie? Is it still is it still Temple of Doom? If it's, is it still Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom without Willie? If Willie stays in Shanghai, what happens to Willie? No, I mean, I believe... Like, yes, Willie needs to be in this movie in some form like i just i wish they could have given her something to do or like some funny lines or something like nothing about willie like i used to actively avoid this movie because i hated willie so much mm-hmm. and nothing about her character works for me there is that nonsense scene where after the dinner they go back to their respective rooms and oh, yeah. it kind of seems like they're gonna hook up and then just for no damn reason whatsoever, they get upset with each other. Like, it's almost as though she chooses to get offended by something that Indy says, but I don't know what or why. And then he chooses to be offended. Because he second-guessed her ability in the bedroom. Uh, uh, I'll be I'll be your greatest uh, adventure or something like that. And then he says, oh, well, we'll see. I'll tell you in the morning, you know, and <laughs> and she ain't for that shit. Eric's <laughs> like, yo, this isn't like he doesn't seem appreciative of what I'm about to do for him. And so she kicks him out. And then, you know, I, I, I was fine with that. It was. Yeah. So it led to one of the best shots in the movie when he's up and around in his room and he's she ain't coming. And then you see the person kind of move out of the background, which is great. I didn't notice yeah. him there at all, but then he starts to move. You're like, "Oh, shit!" And it starts the strangling sequence. Yeah, no, there there are a lot of great moments like that in this movie. But I don't, man, like <laughs> when they were lowering Willie down into the lava, I might <laughs> were like faster. Yeah, exactly. Faster. Put Willie in the lava. Put Willie in the lava. Hey. Let's like watch Willie burn, burn, Willie burn. Like she would be dead now, in real life, even if not going down into the lava. It's hot enough down there. Oh yeah, she would have had dead. like blisters <laughs> and gross flesh falling off her body, like that metal where the metal was oh, yeah. burning into her skin. She would have had like crazy. Yeah, that would have been like I wanted to see Anakin Skywalker with Willie. Like, go ahead and chop a couple <laughs> limbs off too while you're at it. <laughs> when you're laying there like burning, Jeez. put her in a robot My body. God. Like, so. <laughs> Uh, people complain that the movie was too dark, right? If they were to kill Willie in that movie, what would have happened? The backlash. He's got a point. Because I think, like if, and, if, and you're saying that the tone of the movie is too dark, Willie is the lightest part of the film. Right. Short, short round so, is the lightest part of the film. I don't know Because short round's not a, he's, he's not, and I'm not saying Willie's a bumbling idiot, but 
short rounds definitely not bumbly tumbly you know you know run around the movie and screaming and yelling and being all loud and obnoxious. yeah he takes action he takes action right he's so competent if, yeah if they kill willie if they lower willie into the lab what happens i'm here for movie? it let's finish oh, the movie sure but <laughs> but now you're like oh my god they they killed it raises Willie. the stakes, though. Right. Then you're worried if Short Round's going to make it. Because there's no question whether Indy's going to make it. It suddenly but... becomes the best of the Indiana Jones movies. That's what happens to this movie. <laughs> 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 it rockets to the top of the list. Because <laughs> like, they killed Willie. Can you and everybody's imagine like, oh my God. if they murdered, if they, they had like the, the heroine of the movie, the female lead of the movie, burst into flame like her hair's on fire she's down there just screaming her eyes are bursting in her head oh my god Dude. best movie <laughs> everybody <laughs> in 1984 like, would have been like what wonderful class is I, this i'm i'm a hundred percent here for that like i've always <laughs> wanted to make like a rom-com and have it be like a hundred minutes of the best rom-com ever and then at the end, no, like some no. horrible nightmare happens and like everybody's <laughs> heads explode. I don't know, like some some awful shit. So I'm I'm a hundred percent here for Willie dying and then the movie proceeding. And then at the end they come back to the village without her and like it's a it's a damn shame what happened to Willie. Because I don't know wow. how much they would care. <laughs> I don't know how much Indy would really care. Indy Andy doesn't give a he shit cares. about Willie. He wants yeah. he wants to hit it, but he's not like he doesn't care. She's running right. around screaming at all the wild animals and stuff. He doesn't care. She hates the elephant. He doesn't care. She's afraid of the eyeball soup. He doesn't give a shit. Like he doesn't care about <laughs> Willie. Like my daughter looked over at me and he, she was like, Indy's kind of mean in this one to that lady. And I was like, yeah, because he, she's <laughs> well, he was mean in the last one, too. He, he doesn't he was mean care. In the last one like, he's because he's, he's left someone he cared about in the last one with the main bad guy, right? So, I yes, I agree completely. He would the movie would end and he'd be like, "Well, shame about her." He does care about Short Round, though. Oh, for sure. Love, like oh, they yeah. establish yeah. that he very much cares for Shorty. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. But I don't think, I don't think Willie is anything to him other than an irritant a hole. slash hole. A loud. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Do you right. do you disagree? I I I don't. <sighs> like it's okay, I don't know. Very very I, harshly put. But do you disagree? I I don't I don't disagree. But I feel like she de- belongs in the movie. I just. I, I just uh, without Willie, I'm 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 like okay. Well, now what? It's not the like, same. It's not the same, right? I do. I I would like to see an alternate take if that they they because it, it it ups the ante of the film, right? If they oh for they, sure it they lower the Willie in, into the lava, dude. So dude, much better. That last you, segment of the movie is so much better with you, her being dead. Like the stakes are real. Not because it's right. Willie. Not because it's Willie, but because oh, yeah. they well, because killed the movie, a main character. Right, because the movie presents these three characters as they're going to be fine in the end, right? And if you take one of them, you pull that, then it's all of a sudden, <sighs> oh. Like, we all know Indy's going to make Man. it, but if they kill her, then, like, short <laughs> round's on the table. You know, See how oh, full right. of bullshit I am? Like, I'm like, this movie is too dark. <laughs> kill kill Willie! <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We were waiting Which for is, it. 
it's crazy to me that that is your objection to because like we've watched some horror movies nothing too dark but you you like a dark movie oh i do like a dark movie yeah I mean, not in like, your indie. yeah it's it's just not in my indie you got your chocolate and my peanut butter you know what i mean like it just doesn't it doesn't feel like it belongs with the rest of the franchise he like, your like chocolate. Reese's cups yeah he doesn't like you don't like Reese's cups or? It, it's just it's Sorry. it's a baller action movie like it's really good it might be one of the best action movies of the 1980s it just doesn't mm. feel like an indiana jones movie to me Terminator. that's all but, you know i didn't say the best i said one of the one best of the oh, okay. Yeah. okay one yeah. of fair enough fair enough robocop like you know it's up there it's definitely up there yeah yeah oh so i what's left to talk about the maharaja uh i think the the kid that plays the Maharaja is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they at the dinner table, he does the thing where he's like, "I'm sad that this happened, um, and it will not happen again." And like Indy very much goes like stoic, and he goes, "If I've offended you, I apologize." It's just a really good moment. And then when like he's got the voodoo doll and he's poking such a kid playing with like a like killing a cockroach, you know, just. So well done, his performance. The face why is, he, why is that kid got face. a voodoo doll? This is this okay. Is, granted, like, yeah. Why is <laughs> like why he got why is he got a voodoo doll in India? Molaram, Molaram, Silaram, Molaram, Silaram. I will say Molaram is a really good villain, but oh yeah, my god. I do wonder what the point of all this human sacrifice is. Like typically, to appease the to, to appease pay, to appease. Yeah. Like what are they like? Are they trying for agricultural success? Are they like well, trying to change how, the weather? Okay. Like why no, are they just right. sacrificing dudes? Like usually culturally, Look how bountiful there that meal was, right? And the yeah. surrounding <laughs> people are starving. To put inside yeah. other snakes. Brain. <laughs> no, but they like that. Like that's why that one guy's there. This is delicacy to him. Chill, he's like, chill mm, monkey brain. He's monkey brain. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Oh, God stuff. Yeah. And so they are rich and wealthy, all of them, you know, and like, that's why. And when, you know, at the end of the movie, when he gets the stones, even before he gets back, like the spell is broken and the grass is instantly turned green uh, along the hills in that small village. So that's why they're doing it is power and and it's working, right? <laughs> you know, like there's clearly free labor magic here, yeah, of some kind, something supernatural. What what I missed from this movie a little bit, you know, like the Nazis are evil because they're Nazis, you know. Sure, but yeah, you, can, sure. you can kind of like you get the motivation for why they're looking for the Lost Ark. You also get the motivation for why they're looking for the the Grail in Last Crusade. Um, and and you know obviously they're they're trying to advance their war effort and so on and so forth. Uh, with this, I kind of like I wanted to know a little bit more about like the resurgence of the thuggy. Like, where did Molaram come from? Did he just show up at court one day and just be like, "Hey, everybody, drink this blood"? Like, like how how did this cult reestablish itself? you know, and, and start laying waste to the countryside around it. You know, like they're coming into the story midway and they establish the history of the call a hundred years ago, but then they go down into the temple and there's like 200 dudes down there and they've got this elaborate thing and they're lowering the guys into lava with mechanical stuff. And they got all the kids and they're, this is a big operation, you know, like 
where'd this guy come from? Like, was he just chilling one day and he was just like, you hey. know what sounds good? Kali, let's do that. You know, like, <laughs> I mean, Eric, that's exactly how it works, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> one, one dude just goes, you know what? I don't like this anymore. I'm just going to go do this thing. Come here, Kali. Yeah. Drink blood. That's it. That's okay. it. That's how it happened. I mean, that's it. You just explained Well, there's it. two other stones yeah. that he has, so maybe he finds the first one. Right. You know, and then from there, it becomes a quest of his, and he Is learns it? through study. I don't know. I, I'm fine with the mystery of it. The child labor, they're, they're, they're digging in the For the, in the remaining clients. two they, stones. They're looking for the remaining two stones, right? Right. Yeah. So that's that's why he's got it, right? Yeah. That's they're so he's got for the stones. So yeah. he's looking for, yeah. yeah, full power and Kali and yeah. all that stuff. I, d- yeah. I feel, I feel like an Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom backstory novel about Molaram is in order. That's all. Ooh. I would, I, I would think that would be good. I would read it or watch it because Molaram is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he um, inspired Kane. Uh, you, we, we've said it. He inspired oh, the, for sure. the heart rip move from the Kane heart rip Come on, man. comes from this movie. Come on. Absolutely. Well, uh, normally about this time, uh, Eric, you have questions. I, I have a few questions. We we've addressed the vast majority of my questions just through conversation, uh, but I do have a few. Um, do you think all of the thuggy are under the influence of the blood? Like every dude down in that cave worshiping and doing the thing. Do you think they're all under the influence of the blood and could be woken up by getting? Uh, burnt no i i i i think that some of them saw this dude as being powerful and was like it's either chill here in the village where you know the rock is gone and we starve or we get with this dude and we live and we can you know whatever but i don't think everybody i don't think everybody on the grand scale has drank the blood i think people just kind of was like well we're going with him like yeah people can be convinced in other ways yeah yeah but i think obviously the maharaja <laughs> was under the influence of the blood yep um so i think a lot of the leadership was real quick you guys have seen street fighter the movie right yeah mm, long time ago the, isn't like the, the guy the most, in the ugh. suit with the glasses that's sort of like the business side of the maharaja the prime minister isn't guy dalsam i'll have to look Dude. that up Dude, I'm about to look that up right. I don't know Keep who Dawson is. It's, it's um, is that yeah, a name? Dawson? Yeah, like yeah, awesome, a, a, but with a D. Uh, is yep. it like D apostrophe awesome? No, no, no. Dawson. You didn't Dal- play Dalsim. Street Fighter Dal- Gaming no, he, Nexus dot com. He did Dalsim. not play Street Fighter. No, I'm not a Street Fighter guy. I'm I, not a fighter. I cover game all guy. the Street Fighter coverage. Okay. On <laughs> yeah. Joe Joe handles all that. He's got yeah, like yeah, that's me. The arcade yeah, machine it is in his basement because. I was like, dude, I know this guy, and because he's Dalsam from the Street Fighter movie. But anyway, that's uh, that's neither here nor there. Right on. Okay, uh, in all the other indie movies, the supernatural only comes in at the very end of the movie, right? It's all just like real world stuff, real world stuff, real world stuff. Now the heads are exploding and angels are everywhere, right? Again, one of these things is not like the other. Like in in Temple of Doom, the supernatural stuff is like at least the last half of the movie. It gets revealed real early on, you know, starting mm-hmm. with like the heart ripping, you know. Uh, 
do you feel like this hurts the film helps the film like it, you're indifferent to it me personally i think it helps it and i think i think people forget when they talk about crystal crystal skull like ah oh, the aliens it's so stu- stupid i'm like that's kind of what indiana jones is it's always something else and it's always at the end of the film i don't think it hurt the film i think it it kind of established the magical rules so it wasn't as like deus ex machina with the way they get out of things um i i don't think it hurt the film what do you think i i don't think it hurt the film at all honestly um i there's there's I'm trying to, I'm trying to, there's nothing you can say about this film that I would be like, <laughs> man, maybe I, I, it's just, it's everything about it. It just keeps you strapped in. You, you cannot leave your seat right through the whole thing, through the whole thing. So I don't think anything, perfect example, King of the Crystal Saw, as soon as the aliens presented it, aliens is what I said in the theater. <laughs> I exclaim loudly. They lost me way before that. (laughs) Shia LaBeouf on the vines. Like that's, that's where I stepped out of that movie, but (laughs) the ant thing, like, Oh my God. And yeah. Um, uh, Jeff, you're right. Uh, Seth, Oh, Roshan Seth was dousing in street fighter and he was also the prime minister guy oh wait is that like the guy with the with the with the stretchy arms is that the yes. guy yes okay, yeah yeah that's See, Dawson. i know I'm, I'm, I'm a street fighter oh, yeah. expert oh, yeah you know, all know. Of a sudden. <laughs> he kind of looks a little bit like mola rob right like a little bit doesn't he have like paint on his head yeah. or some shit yeah yeah that would yeah. have been better casting in the street fighter film for sure uh the whole street fighter film could have been oh, hold on now. all right yeah. listen it holds a special place in my heart. Does it? Van Damme fan. Oh, oh <laughs> God, sir! It's so cheesy and it's real cheesy. It's terrible. It's uh, that's good. In Van Damme French? No, he's from maybe he's from Brussels. Brussels. He's he, oh, he's from Brussels. The muscles he's, from oh, he's Brussels. Austrian. He's the he, muscles from Brussels. And he and he played at a uh, American. Yeah. Okay. Granted, okay, yes, sorry. that's a bad cast thing it's as terrible. far as him. Okay. Terrible. Fine. Terrible. Yes, they should have cast Channing Tatum, but he wasn't born. <laughs> that's true that's true they need a new street fighter movie they should remake it they oh. should they, now i will give you raw julia no now look oh everyone yeah of course they I just remade that raw mortal Ju- kombat and that was not acceptable it was not acceptable it was like, not it was, acceptable. it was okay but it was not acceptable the only thing they no, got actually, right was kano and that no, was it that movie was terrible i we're not here to talk about that, that movie was yeah right okay <laughs> absolutely terrible like kingdom of the crystal skull yeah. It was so bad. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Last sorry, last little bit. Sorry. Last little bit because I had like 40 questions we answered all of them. Uh what is your favorite set piece in the film? What's the what's the best piece of this movie to you? Definitely the lowering of the the, the cage, right? The cage where they they turn it around, they they hook it up. You can like hear them hook it up and all the chains and everything. You chain them together and then the the where the guy is like pulling the things and it's like going under and it's coming back up and it's lower in the cage and like like willie's flowers are flying like floating off her head as she passes out like that whole thing to me that whole set was it was just amazing where the the it's just that that part that's how about how about you jeff i'm gonna go with the meal 
I, I think the the constant one-upmanship of gross uh, and the visual of, of the monkey heads just it's iconic to me. There's like I would if I'm picking one, it's that. But the whole train sequence and uh, yeah, we'll go with the food. How about Eric? Uh, for me, it is definitely the the lowering of the ceiling and how it just keeps escalating. The spikes coming down, yeah, and, spike and, going and on like Willie, like not doing the things she needs to do because of the bugs and them screaming at her, and it just keeps getting more and more intense. I looked over at my daughter. Uh, who watched this with me and she was just curled up in a ball at this point. And that's the point where my son who's five tapped out. He was like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> he, just, he just couldn't take the intensity of it. And then she comes in and leans back on the thing again. And the whole thing starts over again. That is, that like, is a great moment. Classic. Yeah. like so, absolutely so great moment. Are there any pieces? I also love the big bugs. Like those are real oh, bugs. Neat, neat bugs. Yeah. Good bugs in this movie. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Any pieces that didn't work for you or where the special effects just pulled you out of it at all? Um, the side of the mountain. Like when the water comes rushing out and they're on the side, the green screen is yeah, so apparent. It's so bad. Oh, um, it's apparent, but it wasn't bad in 1984. But Right. And this yeah. what gets me is like, um, like I'll go back to movies. I'm like, I've seen this a bunch of times before recently. And it's like, I don't remember that being bad. Right. But now it's just like, ooh. Yeah. There are yeah. th- a lot of a lot of points in this movie where they are taking like little tiny indie Willie and short round and putting them into like these big epic backdrops, which you don't see terribly often with green screen, you know, like having these little figures running around, you know, against like giant things like when the water is bearing down on them in the cave and they're little, you know, and kind of running around, um, which is which is interesting. Yeah, I would I would agree. There are some green screen pieces where it's a little shaky but i did like in that sequence the way the the ground kept washing away from underneath them like i thought that was really cool and effective and yeah i'm pretty forgiving of green screen stuff typically just because that's what existed at the time and that's the best that they had to work it's been replaced by rear projection and we will never go back that is 100 percent correct makes you wonder like what took so long yeah well they had rear projection before but now it's even better. Well, now it's all video games. Yeah. Video <laughs> games. We're projecting video games behind you, and it looks super real. Yeah. yeah. I will say a close second uh, set piece is the bridge. Yeah. Especially where they, they wrap the ropes around there, you know, and oh, my I God. Think, oh, my God. Yeah. Is he nuts? <laughs> He's not nuts. He's crazy, you know. <laughs> God, yeah, really good. Keep going. I think that <clears throat> this has better set pieces than Raiders and I'm, I'm holding any comments about Crusade until I watch it again oh there's but some I good stuff in Crusade there's some really good stuff in Crusade the airplane and the tunnel and the boat going between the boats there's like some really sweet stuff in Last Crusade that I'm looking forward to yeah so that that was it that's uh, that's what I've got for, for Temple of Doom um, oh, no. I would like to point out that I did ask Facebook which was better, Last Crusade or Temple of Doom at the beginning of this podcast? And one, two, three, four, five white people <laughs> said Last Crusade. Mm-hmm. Uh, one black person said Temple of Doom. And two other, uh, oh, actually, one other black person said Last Crusade. And one Ooh, other white person said Temple of Doom. So, 
Okay. It, okay, so it's busted. Great. Well, I, I think we know. need a bigger <laughs> a pool. A lot of white We got to have a bigger yeah. pool to draw from. <laughs> yeah, yeah least... I'm going to come back to this. We're going to do an edit. And, 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 and it's going to be like 15,000 white people on my Facebook page said last episode. Yeah. And that works out. All right. So before we close, I have a question for Joe. Yes. How do you feel about the film Hook? The film? Oh. Hook. Like? Steven Spielberg's Hook. The Peter Pan, uh, Robin Williams. Williams. Don't try to influence him here, Eric. I want to I wanna know your opinion. This, 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 Julia Roberts is in that, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. And uh, that's the Boo Box movie, huh? The Boo Box what? movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, you got it. Um, Dustin Hoffman goes, you know, he he he, he says uh, that somebody has to go in the Boo Box. It's the Boo Box. And he goes, not the Boo Box. And he goes, no, yes. And that's the only thing I remember from that movie. Okay. So um, <laughs> with that being said, uh, no. No, okay. Well, there no. you have it. That's right. No. That's correct, uh, Joe. Is that no. next? Is that no, next? No. It's been the catalyst that started this is that uh, Eric does not like Hook. I no. am a fan of it. And, yeah. Um, I don't know why. Like, why? <laughs> why would anyone, right? Like, why would you why, like that movie? Why Why okay. would you like that movie? Why? Okay. Well, we'll find out when we rewatch it. Maybe, I'll, maybe my mind will change. It I went into change. this thinking that the Temple of Doom was the worst one of the Indiana Jones. I was incorrect. It is better than Raiders, in my opinion. Sir, how do you even like Hook when you don't even know what the boo box is? That's mm. a fair point. You wow. Got wow. I don't remember the boo box You don't at remember all. the boo box? I, my, I'm contending that he doesn't remember the movie. Like well, I, well, I feel like it's... he saw the movie when he was a kid, and he really okay. loved it. And I fell asleep as to the ad- soundtrack. I had it on cassette. <laughs> <laughs> I fell asleep. So you like John Williams. So you like the, yeah, you like John, John, Williams. John Williams. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah so yeah. now when he sees it as an adult, and reveal, I'm expecting us to look. have a very different conversation. Okay, well we'll see about that. So uh Joe, why don't you tell people where they can find you, what you're up to, because you're a busy person. Oh man. Uh you can find me uh on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Games the Letter N and More M-O-O-R-E-R. That's the gaming channel. You can find the conspiracy band on Instagram and Facebook. That's a 13-piece cover band that uh, travels all around around Columbus and outward if we if you need us. Uh, you can find me at Affirmative Distraction uh, on Instagram and Facebook. That's is the all black improv comedy group and i may be djing one of your parties here and there if i can sit down you can also find me on gamingnexus.com doing reviews for eric who sends me games and i love him for it and uh i don't know other stuff yeah. other stuff other stuff well be sure to send me those i'll <laughs> so send you I all that stuff in the notes so they'll <laughs> be in the notes be sure to check out uh joe thanks for coming on and uh this was a lot of fun to uh pile on eric um <laughs> well i i want to be on the hook one so i can pile on you because i i'm pretty mad you that you don't know what the boo box is can't remember it well, like, look, okay but you don't know what the boo box is and you don't know that glenn close was in the boo box oh my god uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right he's gone well eric uh thanks again for having joe <laughs> um did you have anything to add, sir? Uh, no, not at all. Other than this was a really good time. This is a fun, fun uh, conversation. Thanks, Joe, for for joining us, and you're always welcome. Thank you back. for having me, guys. And yeah, uh, and yeah. So, what's up next week, Jeff? What do we got? Okay, we what's are next? doing 
the color purple. Oh, um, hell yes! I so, yes! I'm, I'm uh, super excited for I, the color purple. I'm planning on having my dear friend Lakendra return to uh, this feed, uh, which she done a couple episodes of Hitchcock with me, and uh, so she hopefully is still able to join us for that. Um, let me double check and make sure the color purple's next, but I'm... 99% sure. Do you want me to do a, a Facebook poll on how many black people watch The Color Purple versus white people? <laughs> I'm sure I'm That's up to you. I'm sure that's I'm sure that's a no-brainer. I me. saw this in high school, I think. Um, but I, I have to Yeah, it's definitely The Color Purple. Next. I've seen The Color Purple wow. like 30 times. I'm I'm very excited for this one. So, all right. All well, right. Uh, well I, I guess that's it. That's it for us. Yeah, this week. I was going to say you can find Eric on Twitter at Eric underscore hotter. Be sure to check out gamingnexus.com where you can find both Eric and Joe's reviews. Uh, if you're looking for more from me, that's podcast by Jeff on Twitter as well as the game, uh, the movie draft house on your favorite podcast app, along with Budget Arcade where we review free to play and independent video games. Until next week, thank you again, Joe. That Thank was you. a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. You're welcome me. back whenever. Yes. And uh, <laughs> long live we'll the people of do. Pull around. Seal around. Pull around. Seal around. Pull around. Seal around. Pull around. Seal around.